Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with... Frank Wolf, Tom Prince, Francis Beck from Western New York Athletics, and Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker in studio. Morning, guys. Good morning, Mr. Caligiri. <laughs> Uh-oh, what did I do? He's oh, calling no. me Come Mr. Caligiri. What does he need? Morning, y'all. That's yeah. better. That's better. God, what are we going to talk about today, guys? <laughs> your, your beard? Tough, or your tough. lack of beard? Lack of beard? Yeah, lack it's gone. Beard. I hope the people on the camera here can see that. We I'll have our smile. YouTube stream going. John the Tony. beard's gone. Anthony, if you like, I'll treat you to lunch today. Oh, that's so nice. Wait a second. We're having wings today. My treat. Your treat. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we have uh, Wing Fest going on today at uh, Bison's Field, Coca-Cola Field. Roger uh, and I are judging. And my son, Nick. What's that say? Detroit Red Wings. Ah. And Los Angeles Kings. Kings. My tribute to Mr. Serza, Wings. Kings. I like that. Takes a little bit of thinking, but uh, I'm hey, sure no, Drew no, will pick up no, on no, it. No, no. I'm going to get a headache if you tell me I start thinking. <laughs> thinking your thinking is not allowed. Uh, I, we look we forward just to, react. We look forward to Wingfest every year, and Drew Serza does such a great job putting it on. So if you're headed to Wingfest, as you enter the gates, look to for the pavilion on your right-hand side. That's usually where we are tucked under there. Be joined by uh, Lauren Fix, the car coach. So I'll get to talk cars for a couple of hours. Looking forward to that. So stop by, say hello. Lauren toured with me last year. I had Lauren and Lori Schultz on my team. Oh, you lucky, lucky, lucky man. All right, guys, uh, news and notes before we get into the scores. Francis, do you have anything for us, my friend? Um, Not off the top of my head. Frank? I know that the... They had a very good turnout for the first uh, Frank Martin Memorial Golf Outing. It was a huge success. From, awesome. From what I've heard. Uh, $4,500 given out in scholarships. Uh, and uh, six recipients are getting $750 each. Madeline McCarsky from Wilson. Allie Haskell from Franklinville. Samantha Fisher from Orchard Park. Morgan Davis from Allegheny Limestone. Kara Schmidt from Holland, and Ellie Angeletti from Panama. Nice. Great success. And, uh, of course, Ricker had his uh, uh, girls' basketball team, the Jamestown Elite, out there treating me like royalty, and I just went there and ate it up. <laughs> nice. Had a good old time. It was real good. Uh, kudos to Brian Wilson. I hear Brian uh, Brian from Wilson. Brian, Brian Baker. Baker. <laughs> I always, you know. Get those bad vibrations if you get vibrations. But no, uh, Ricker couldn't say enough things about Brian Baker for what he did uh, helping Ricker 
obtain sponsors and all that and putting that together. So Applause congratulations. Thank you, Ken Ricker. Thank you, Brian Baker. All right, guys. You ready to talk some high school football? Always. I've only been waiting, been waiting nine months. Already? <laughs> yeah, hey, I know. I'm going to Chris Rogers' arm and force him to do this. <laughs> hey, it's uh, Labor Day weekend. That means uh, I think uh, center court must be starting to get ready to wake up, huh? He's got less than 90 days of basketball. No, season. he's still hibernating. He you has think? a little bit left, and then oh, he can okay, come out, right. out of his cave. Chad, you are on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go through the scores from last night, and then uh, we'll kind of toss it around and talk about the games uh, that we attended last night. We'll start it off with Maple Grove beating Springville 51-8. to Dunkirk all over Eden, 59 to 14. It was Albion, 37, only in 6. Medina, Lindenville, Barker, 14, Depew, 12. Burgard over Tonawanda, 28 to 6. <laughs> Gowanda, Pine Valley, 34. Roy Hart, 7. Uh, Chautauqua Lake slash Westfield, 18. Allegheny Limestone, 7. Southwestern beat Franklinville slash Ellicottville, 35 to 8. Salamanca beating Cattaraugus Little Valley, 26 to 20. It was Hamburg, 14. Alden, 14. I mean, uh, Hamburg, 48. Alden, 14. Will North shutting out Will East, 40 to nothing. OP taking care of McKinley, 42 to 24. West Seneca West, 48. Sweet Home, nothing. Wilson, 34. Silver Creek, Forestville, 12. Iroquois beating Luport, 31 to 26. Amherst beating Kenmore East, 35 to 26. St. Joe's over Bennett, 29 to 14. Fredonia Brockton, 20. Newfane, 7. West Seneca East beating Jamestown 34 to 12. Cheektowaga over Lakeshore 46 to nothing. McDowell of Erie, Pennsylvania beating St. Francis 58 to 33. Maryvale over Cleve Hill 26 to 6. Marquell Slaughter is uh, going what? Star Point 35, Grand Island 7. Hutch Tech beating Will South 34 to 14. Lackawanna over Frontier 34 to 15. And it was Lancaster 54, Lockport 22. Pioneer beating East Roar slash Holland 29 to nothing. Those are your scores from last night, at least the ones that I could gather. Uh, guys, what games surprised you? What games jump out at you? What games do you want to talk about? Roger and I were just talking before we went on the air. One jumped out immediately. Roger? Jamestown, West Seneca East. If you had told me that was the final score, I said it would have been the other way around. But uh, I guess uh, kudos to Coach Marino for rounding the troops. And uh, we're going to find out today if it's uh, career-ending for uh, Savon Van Sickle. I, the report I got late last night was he was moving around on the sidelines gingerly. Um, yeah, but, but you could have a torn ACL and be you gotta, moving around gingerly. So. Uh, you gotta you gotta hope and pray that it's not too severe and. And he's moving and grooving sooner than later. I, I I think you'll. I am very confident we'll see him again soon. I hope so because, uh, and it seems to me, uh, thirty four points. Uh, I got to believe he's just as much at linebacker, a key on defense, as he is on offense. He was last year. Yeah. Yeah. So he's only a what tenth grader now, right? Yes. He was a ninth grader a year yep, he ago. He was a freshman, and he was probably uh, one of the. Uh, Possibly early season favorites, at least of the non-quarterbacks for uh, Conley Cup. I expected Bennett to put up a much better fight yesterday against St. Joe's. I know you're talking Monsignor Martin, private school against a Buffalo public school Section 6 team. 
but I expected Bennett to show a lot more yesterday. I but thought that was also a game of unknowns, I thought, for both sides. Well, yeah, an unknown at quarterback for St. Joe's, so you weren't quite sure. We heard a lot of uh, talk about how good uh, uh, the uh, – Micah Brown. They, yeah. I don't know. Fake, was, they, I heard they had three fake punts within their own 40. Wow. I mean, that's just – I don't understand that. I don't understand it. Bennett tried three fake punts. Um, someone tweet at me and tell me that that didn't happen. But the report I got yesterday after the game that it was just it was out of hand, and, and Bennett should have shown up last night. didn't look like they did. And to make matters worse, an incident off the field at the end of the game that has me concerned for WNY Athletics at least to go even, even to go to All-High Stadium after what I heard happened there. And I don't know if we want to talk about it or not, Tony, but that's ridiculous what happened. And they got a problem on their hands over there. Well, I hope I'm it, not going there. I hope it gets straightened out. Neither am I. Uh, I, I can't, especially since I bring Nick to most of the games with me. I can't. Uh, I can't. So absolutely not. No. So let's hope it gets taken care of. Uh, how about a big congratulations to Tony Treluzio winning in his opener? And uh, he sent me a message. We're going back and forth this morning. Uh, Anthony Whitfield uh, had a great game. Uh, Robinson was 9 of 15, 460 yards with three touchdowns. Emmanuel Georgia had uh, six and a half tackles, a fumble recovery, an interception, and Otis Anderson had four tackles, three pass defenders, uh, three pass defenses. So great stuff. Uh, of course, Whitfield with a, a touchdown. So congratulations to Truluzio getting the engineers off on the right track. Tony, yeah. first. You know, opening kickoff, they went down and they recovered the fumble. Next play, Whitfield scored uh, on the keeper. Then Williamsville South gets the ball back. First play from scrimmage, they fumble. Hutch check scores again, and you blink, you blink, you blink, and they're up 12 nothing. So they were ready to play five turnovers. They got points off of four of them last night. That's a recipe for success. Sure it is. So I have two that are surprises to me. One is when have you heard Olean getting shut out in the game and as beat as you know thirty seven nothing or Albion? Well, especially agree. if you remember when we were ta- going with, with when Dick was uh, Gallagher was in here, we were talking about it, it was like you know giving high praise to Olean that uh, they were going to be tough this year. That's was, number one, and the number two yeah. one that surprised me because and I said it on the air, which was the one we didn't know about was was Cleve Hill gonna have a line to be able to let these running backs go. And obviously, Maryvale went right through that line, and those running backs were not able to do the damage that they were hoping they can do. Two trench trophy guys gone from that line. That's got that says something right there. I mean, they're what did they lose? Was it twenty six six, twenty to six six? Yeah. Okay. That that's not the outcome I thought. I, I would have never thought it would have been that much of a difference between I, the yeah, two. Yeah, I think um, I read Mary. Yeah, Rashad Law got one hundred three yards. He only needed eleven carries. So you you know you just like you know. Ten yards a carry, you know, a couple carries. That's called and he's gouging. Done. <laughs> yeah, D- Desideri only had three passes in the game. Really? Wow. Yeah, but aren't we uh, talking about a team that has literally just about everybody coming back versus a team that's is in a rebuilding mode for overall? I mean, still Class C. They're probably still going to be. They're still going to probably. It's going to be Cleveland and Southwestern. Yeah. I'm already projecting for the, uh, you know, the game at uh, Nerf. Yeah. It's kind of early, but oh no doubt. But I, but it still is though. If you don't have that line, it doesn't matter how strong those running backs are or that quarterback. Are they going to have the protection to get in there? And that's what you don't know. I got at this you. point. You see early on, 
even if they come out of the section, will they have any gas to go farther from that because you don't know how strong that line is? Did Waller lead them in carries yesterday? Is, is Waller's listed as a quarterback, yes? He's yeah, a running. He's their quarterback for the Wildcat, okay. but he's considered a running back. Yeah. How many? Do we know how many touches he had? Uh, we don't have that information yet. Okay. That'd be interesting to find out. But I didn't expect Maryville to blow them out. That was yeah. a blowout. Same here. I want to go to the phones and say good morning to Mark Adair from Football Weekly. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Tony. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm tired. I would expect that. You guys all had a busy night last night. Yep, yep. I only had to take in one game. I took in two. Um, I got a few more photographers this year, so they're helping me spread out. We had to do that because so many teams want to play Friday at 7 o'clock now. Yeah, that's the big thing. And by the way, two thumbs down to the NCAA for still loading up on Friday night games. You have no business doing that. That's high school night. Why is Michigan State playing on Friday night? The high school football. Yeah, Mark, why is Michigan State playing on Friday night? <laughs> Got home and was checking the scores, and it's like, oh, oh, the Spartans won. Okay. That makes you happy. Yeah, and not really. <laughs> Not on Friday night. I don't. I don't think the NFL or the colleges should be playing Friday night. I think they're they're killing the roots of their own game. So I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Probably called money in television. Well, you probably. So what else you got for us, buddy? Well, I wonder what games are you going to today. There's not many. Uh, I'm Roger we're and going, I are we're playing. going to the game at Pilot Field, yeah. Mark. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be at one that's consists of eating chicken wings at Wing Fest. That's the game we're going to. I'm going to go see South Park at Niagara Falls, and then I'm going to go catch uh, North Tonawanda at Wheatfield. It was funny as I was talking to two Niagara Falls players Thursday night, and I said, oh, you guys are home Saturday. Uh, I was thinking about coming to catch your game. He goes, oh, no, we're on the road. Like, okay, glad you guys know your schedule. <laughs> no. At home against South Park. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really tuned into what their team is doing. Lee coach fast, straighten them out. <laughs> uh, I hope so. So what, did, uh, what are your thoughts on last night, Mark? Uh, you know, I saw a scrappy little Medina team that kind of impressed me. They came into the game with 17 eligible players. Yikes. And they were down to Depew 12-7. And the entire second half was three plays and punt. And all of a sudden, Isaiah Rim broke a big touchdown. They took a 14-12 lead. And now we're back to three plays and punt again. Really hard-fought game. Very, very hard-fought physical game. Mark, was Medina showing a lot of that spread and, and wide-open no. uh, attack that they had uh, been doing the last couple of years? Not at all. Really? Not at all. Not at all. Well, with 17 eligible players, it, it's... Yeah, I guess that would make it difficult. But, um, you know, they, they got some kid. The Isaiah Rim kid is a legit quarterback. Right. And they had some kids that were injured in the scrimmage, um, so they were very undersized last night. And I, I thought um, when they get some of those kids back that they lost in the scrimmage, uh, they they may be a little better. They're a scrappy little team. i I got to give them credit. They... That's tough to try and play with 17 players and uh, and still pull off a win like that. What are your thoughts on Depew? They're good. They're good. They're not great, but they're good. Um, again, undersized. Depew, for years, 
You go to a Depew game and you see two linemen that are six nine and three hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah, I was gonna say you always you associate big linemen with Depew. And they just don't have that. They've got some good kids. They got some scrappy kids. Um, they play hard, uh, but I I just you just expect to see at least one mountain on the line when you go to a Depew game, and they just they don't have that. So hmm. no, they're they're okay. They'll do all right this year. What other game did you check out? Uh, that was it. Just the two of them up here in Niagara County. Okay. I wanted to go to the Lackawanna game at three o'clock, but that that uh, construction scared me. Yeah, the construction's a pain in the in the dupe. Uh, I five <laughs> o'clock in uh, in that it's just a mess right now. So whoever's running for county executive can <laughs> get the work done, will you please? Well, that's New York State through it. That would have nothing to do with county government, would it? I know, I know, but I'm trying to tie it in <laughs> local news. Oh no, they, he's got enough problems with the roads and. Uh, Erie County, Mark, don't uh, add the throughway problems to it. <laughs> uh, Mark, always great to talk to you. We'll uh, hopefully bump into you soon. Tony, you guys have a good day. Enjoy the games. All right, take care. Mark and Dare from Football Weekly uh, joining in the games that he went to. I want to talk about the uh, Grand Island Star Point game I went to last night. And Star Point's fun to watch. They'll come out there. They'll show you three, four, five wide receivers. Uh, the assistant coaches line up in, in, in formation. I think I saw Billy Aquino run in a slam pattern at, at one point during the game. I, they just throw it everywhere. And that was Nate playing tight end last night. Wasn't yeah, that it? was Nate out there. Uh, okay. I think he needs a little work on his conditioning. Sorry about that, buddy. But you, you, you got to uh, you got to get out there and do some more running. Uh, Chase, uh, Aaron Chase, quarterback for Star Point, threw over 400 yards, four touchdowns. Like I said, he's just slinging the ball all over. They have I a believe, six. Hmm? I believe he set another record last night. Yeah, he already record. had five. Yeah, he, he set another school record. Single game passing yard record. Not surprising. Not surprising at all, especially when you have a 6'3 wide receiver and Max Bowden who just outjump everybody. If you're playing Star Point and you have smaller defensive backs, you're in trouble. Because <laughs> so they're just going to throw it up there, and this big kid's going to go get it. Well, depending on where it is when they get it there, if it's, you know, if it's beyond uh, you know, 20 yards from the line of scrimmage, you might as well take them, tackle them, and it's only a 15-yard penalty. It's not a spot foul for hmm. pass interference in high school, uh, especially when you get down in the red zone and all that. You know, if they're in the end zone, tackle them. Yeah. I mean, how is, to do something. how is a five... <laughs> Five eight five nine five ten guy supposed to cover a six three six four receiver on a jump ball. But, but but listen to these stats. This is a one receiver, wide receiver Max Bowden hauled in seven receptions for one hundred fifty four yards. Running back Brendan Gall caught eight for one hundred forty seven yards and a TD while rushing for fifty seven. Spina yeah they ran a few draw plays. Spina two receptions seventy yards a touchdown. Joe Carlson, three receptions, 48 yards, two touchdowns. This is the one guy. Oh, I, I realize that. And the, yeah, one, they, the one running back coming out of the backfield, he's probably being covered by a linebacker. Yeah, oh, it has to be. Especially if you, you said they were going into four and five receiver sets. Yes. You have to then. Then they were just hitting those slants over the middle. The slants were there. Uh, you know, receivers did a great job of shielding with their body. That's one of my favorite uh, pass plays in football because of that. You can shield the defensive back with your body. And if the quarterback is money, it's, it, it's almost unstoppable. 
How 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 close did that game actually look though? I, I had it some... started out close. I mean, okay. Grand Island came right back and and scored to tie it up, but uh, they. Just I think didn't... it was twenty one seven at the half. I know Time Warner. Uh, yeah, Spectrum uh, was there me, last Spectrum, night. Spectrum. Sal Capaccio did the game. Got to see Sal <laughs> and, and Len Jankowicz was the color commentator. That was uh, Lenny up there. That was Lenny up there. Either that or he was on the phone. Uh, Watching it and calling from I home. I believe he works for he, he helps out with Spectrum. Yes, games. he's been this is a couple of years now he's been doing uh color commentary for Time Warner slash Spectrum and all that. But uh twenty one to seven I didn't I fell asleep, I didn't watch the second half yet. I will. But what a difference in the Star Point team from about three what, two, three years ago, you know, three yards in a cloud of AstroTurf or whatever. And now yeah, those days well, are gone. Now they look like uh Jim Kelly, when he was playing for the Houston team in uh, the, the World Football, yeah, the Houston Gamblers. Roger, when I wrote my, wrote my preview on them, I said, you know, there are things that are, you know, pretty certain in life. You know, death, taxes, and mm. star point football, running the football. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> he changed that, yeah. Yeah, they started coming out of that shell last year, I believe. We started to see more, open, see more openness. And when you have size like that at wide receiver, first of all, when you look at star point, just to pass the eye test, they're big. I mean, they have uh, big number 75, uh, what is it, David Meyer, uh, 295 pounds. That's a big boy. But they were putting him on uh, at the end at one point, and that had me uh, scratching my head a little bit. But, was you know, Tom agile? was saying maybe he was there just to, uh, for contain against the reverse. Was he agile? Not really. Okay. No, he's, he's a big Big body and he's tough, but uh, you got to give Grand Island. Uh, what's his name? Anthony Seifert. He is number fifty-five. Roger, you might want to tell the trench guys to keep an eye on him. His uh, technique was fantastic last night in how he blocked. So uh, I think he might need to go on the uh, trench radar. Tough luck for the Vikings, though. Sianco, their quarterback, senior quarterback Cam Sianco, left. He was seen on crutches at the end. So uh, he was limping early on. Was he? Yeah. So that might have been Did a they double- get to him. I, I, it was tough to see, but okay. I remember in the I think it was in the first quarter I saw him limping towards the sideline, so you could tell something was bothering him. Yeah. Uh, I know but, they they lost a lot to graduation, so I'm not 100 percent where they're going to be, and this was a huge test for them. September, or, yeah, September 21st, week four. I'm looking ahead now. All of a sudden, based on last night, Star Point at West Seneca East. There you go. Yeah, we All haven't right. talked about West Seneca East yet. We all do that right after the break, but they had an impressive win last night as well. All right, let's get back to talking about more of the uh, other games from last night. We'll take a break. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Cool. Your home for inside high school sports. Don't forget Sports Talk Saturday at 11 o'clock. I'm sure the Khalil Mack trade will be discussed. I just have a a funny feeling on that. Of course, uh, in case you missed it, Khalil Mack is going to the Chicago Bears. Also, some breaking news here, Tony. The Bills releasing receiver Corey Coleman. So Hmm. Coleman does not make the final 53. Other notable releases as of right now, Tanner Vallejo, the six-rounder from 2017, as well as Brandon Riley. So hmm. no Coleman, no Riley on the receivers. That must be good news for uh, for, Streeter. My, for Rod Streeter and my boy Ray-Ray McLeod. Is it uh, Ray-Ray, they're, they're kind of high on hope for him as a return guy? Yeah, I'm on Team Ray-Ray. I All want, right. I want Ray-Ray. So okay. you're saying there's no, no, no O'Reilly? 
Oh, get out, man. Ooh. Get out. Why? Hit the dump button. <laughs> Is the delay unit working? I thought only Roger came up with yeah, the corny I I, stuff. I was the only jerk. In this <laughs> <laughs> you guys are out of control. All right, busy weekend for us, of course. You know, high school football kicking off last night. Uh, as I mentioned, Roger and I are headed to Wing Fest after the show. I know it's a, it's a, we're we're doing it for the team, guys. You know, we're taking it for so. the team. Yeah. We're going out there, promoting the show. We're eating chicken wings. We're doing it for you guys. Tony, my stomach's not agreeing with that comment, but, you know, I know I have to live with it. I just tried to make you feel better. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey. and, and tomorrow, my Cobras take on TTFA Bills at uh, behind LaSalle Preparatory School on Buffalo Avenue in Niagara Falls. That's technically Francis and my team. I mean, if we're going to call us, you know. TTFA? Oh, yeah, I mean, we're well, Tonawanda TTFA, boys. I thought you said yeah. TTFN. That's oh, so we, that for now. Would you be closer yeah. to TTFA or Tonawanda? Tonawanda um, City? Uh, not really. Uh, TTFA plays at Kenny Field? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm there every day pretty much. Okay. So, well, you should come out and watch the game Francis then. is the KAT guy then. Yeah, I'm When close. do we play? TTFA, yeah. KAT. Not I'll have enough. to look at the schedule to see if they do play this year. But, we got to uh, talk about. We this have kid. a one o'clock game, so uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, Nick's happy. We're coming off of a 13 to six win over Wheatfield last week, and Nicky had a nice block. He helped on the uh, on the winning touchdown, double teamed a tackle, and our running back broke it. So we're kind of happy. Good job, buddy. You got to talk. We can't continue the show unless we talk about Lackawanna, who opened up the season yesterday in a huge win over Frontier. Is it a sophomore, junior quarterback, Jeremiah Kevin at Francis? Do we know what yeah, he is? Yeah, I have it right here. Okay, um, you go. QB Jeremiah Canavis, he completed 21 of 34 passes, 372 yards, four TDs. He set school three school records yesterday, most completions in a single game, most passing yards in a game, and most touchdown passes in a game. So every, you know, every year there's always a kid who jumps onto the scene. It might be this kid. After that performance. This is his first varsity start. There was another kid at the Will North, Will East game, Zaire Leonard, a freshman. Hasn't even spent a day in high school yet, right? Tuesday's the first day of school, so he'll be a ninth grader officially on Tuesday. But he laced it up. He was on the field quite a bit yesterday, actually. Uh, he was a cornerback, a cornerback on defensive schemes. Uh, had a couple of nice plays, came up with an interception to stall uh, what would have been a decent Will East drive. Uh, keep your eyes and ears uh, low to the ground for a kid named Zaire Leonard. Uh, and he's also listed as a running back. Uh, he got a few touches yesterday. I was pretty impressed with how the freshman did yesterday. Speaking yeah. of those who haven't uh, started high school yet, uh, and I digress, but how about the goaltender for uh, Rich Kozak's Frontier soccer team? 12 years old. He's already got a couple shutouts. They're 4-0. and Good two, job, Rich. 2-0 and in uh, league play, 4-0. and and, uh, you know, Rich claimed in the preseason that uh, he was the other team with the four powerhouses in ECIC1. So uh forgot about doing that on uh, News and Notes. So congratulations to Rich Kozak and to Nathan Hole, 12 years old, playing Not goal. Outstanding, Nathan. Congratulations. And, and to add on to that, didn't they say it's the first seventh grader recorded a win as a shutout? They're not sure. They're pretty okay. sure in ECIC yeah. at least. 
That's amazing. That really is amazing if you think about it. Uh, let's see. This just in from Larry Ben uh, via Twitter. He sent me a message. He went to the Gowanda uh, Pine Valley Roy Hart game. He said uh, GPV really has quite the running game with three running backs, especially uh, Kaleb Mal- uh, Maloney. They were so good on the ground. They were able to open it up the air. Uh, Damon McLeod for two TDs. He said it was a really nice game. So thank you, Larry, cool. for uh, sending that in. Cole Snyder picked up where he left off. I believe he had five touchdowns yesterday when he leading Southwestern over uh, Ellicottville, Franklinville, Evil Frank. Um, obviously not the same team they were last year. Well, they got the losses they had. They were yeah. loaded senior-laden yeah. last year, and I mean, I expected. That's why I thought the irony was, I know it made uh, sense for Section 6. They could balance Class uh, C South and Class C North. And with only four teams instead of five in a, a Class D, they could actually do a double round robin scheduling. Logistically, it was uh, to their benefit. But uh, boy, it would be you know when you have a team like that, and then you say, well, we're gonna move them up because they were so good. Well, they were so good because they had a bunch of seniors. So yeah. I don't, you know, I have mixed emotions about that. Uh, I am looking forward to next Friday night. I'm going to. Uh, the Southwestern Randolph Frewsburg game. Bernard is the lineman there, right? Andrew Bernard. The name is for familiar. Randolph. Yeah, he's yes. a piece of. He's. They're gonna have their hands full with that kid. Oh, something I forgot to mention. I mentioned uh, uh, Tony Truluzio picking up his win against Will South, and a player for Will South that had an interception that I told you about uh, the week before, Mike Masakia. Yep. So picking right up buddies. where where I my buddy's son and uh, said if he's anything like his dad, look out, and uh, he chips in with a. He had a couple a car- good carries too. Tom, you were at that Orchard Park game. Yeah, Orchard so, McKinley. so you talk about coaches getting their first win. Coach Craig Dana gets his first win of, the, uh, of his career also. Buff State alum. To, to build in that. What? <laughs> Buff State, Buff State alum. alum, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you. So the first news is what tape, what t- the questions I would say before the game. Is Orchard Park back to a team that you are going to expect to go to uh, to a finals at the stadium? That's number one. Number two, what does McKinley have, and what do, what are they going to bring to the table? A lot of answers were answered. First of all, for let's talk about McKinley off the bat first. Go down twenty two nothing. Looked like it was going to be a complete blowout in favor of Orchard Park. All of a sudden, a long pass play for McKinley comes through, and it is now twenty two eight. There is almost zero time left on the clock. In, uh, in, in, in the half, and Tavion Martin intercepts the ball for an 85-yard uh, TD. I saw that highlight. Right? So now you're talking about momentum, everything in McKinley's way. Like, you had to give them credit because normally 22 nothing. you see the heads go down, sure. everything go down. Did not happen for McKinley. You saw the sidelines get up. Everybody came out. It's now, it's now uh, 22 to. 16 at halftime. So now we have a game. Now you got a game, right? So then it was Orchard Park gets to 29. It's 29-16. And then uh, McKinley scores again. 29-24 is the game late in the second half. And then that's when Orchard Park does pull away. So this is what you see now from, first of all, Tavon Martin is for real. Like this kid is all over the field. 
returning kickoffs. He's playing defense. He's a wide receiver. He's playing corner. He's playing safety. I watched. He was all over the field. Um, the quarterback who is um, Carth. I, I don't want. I don't want to butcher. I know I'm going to butcher his name a little bit, but um, it's. Um, My question: John Carthon, right? May have had the play of the game that I saw that was unbelievable. It was a two-point conversion. The kid runs into the pile, and you just see the whole pile stop, and they're about to see the whistle. His arm comes out of the pile, throws the ball over his shoulder to Fields, and Fields runs it in for uh, for a, for a two-point <laughs> oh. conversion. It was a unbelievable. Lateral <laughs> a lateral or a forward pass? No, it was a uh, side, like to, to a like side. A hook it was shot. Like it was It's exactly what it looked like. And an arm just coming out of the pile, and you were like, you got to be kidding me. Wow, what a play. <laughs> right? Saw the hit of a game I have not seen. There was a penalty called on it, but boy, to see Jack Sharp get up. If you've ever been to the Riverside Field, it's about five yards from the sideline to the fence. Yeah, it's indoor football, almost. right? Right. Yeah. So Sharp gets hit on a on a scramble that he runs, and he gets hit, goes about two of the yards in the air. The rest of the way goes through the fence. The fence goes like he pushes the fence back where he's halfway into the sidewalk is where he is. Oh my! <laughs> and gets right up, goes into the next play. You got to give Jack Sharp yeah, credit for that. That's one. tough. Tough right? kid. Tough kid. I will tell you, Orchard Park is probably right now the best I've ever seen them from a team perspective. Yes, line is back. Okay, that was the first thing you saw. Um, and reason why that is is you saw a running attack like I've never seen from Orchard Park. Three different running backs carrying the ball. Pearson Savarino starts out two touchdowns for himself. You had uh, Irizarry. Uh, that actually comes in as the next running back, two touchdowns himself, plus the ball carry to finish off the game to make sure that the win was secured. And you had Stephen Kulikowski, who was the third running back. All saw significant touches. It was more of a run game than you saw pass. And that was my question about them. Who were they going to have running the ball? Because they lost their top two rushers, Dave Perkins. And yep. I forget the other kid's name, but they had some big holes there. And, and, and absolutely stood up and filled. And then you've got three receivers that all were catching the ball. Uh, that was cons- Actually, four, because Pataki was also a big receiver for them. So you had Pataki catching passes. Bartolotti, who caught uh, who caught a touchdown pass, uh, 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 Landers caught a touchdown pass, and then you know, as you know, Jordan's also a wide receiver there with three catches for I think it was somewhere between thirty and forty yards himself. It was a total team effort. There it was one of the best I've ever seen them as a team look. No standout. It was standouts all across the board. It was a two-team effort. That's good to hear for from an Orchard Park point of view, for sure. sure. I'll so talk you, about Lancaster real quick. The yeah. Lancaster yesterday, uh, their first play from scrimmage, Lockport's first play from scrimmage, went for 90 yards. So Lancaster really didn't give up any touchdowns last year. Gave up one on the very first play for 90 yards to Lockport. But to their credit, they scored like the next 54 points. So, uh, yeah, I think they made up oh, for so it. Oh, so they had to come bit. from behind to win? Is that yeah. what you yeah. said? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Falsinetti started. It looks like Manziel must have started the game. Um, he went 11 of 14 for 174 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I saw in the highlights he did throw one touchdown. And Wingard did have three touchdowns. So we had talked about Wingard the uh, last few weeks as being a player to keep your eyes on. So he had a pretty good game. But I'll tell you, Will North. Um, it wasn't a great test for them, Will East. I mean, they're a pretty good team, but um, they're Will the North. The game kind is, of underwhelmed, I thought. Will North, uh, it was a route. 
Uh, it was thirteen nothing before you had a chance to, you know, take a look at the scoreboard. Even I mean, they 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 dominated the line of scrimmage. They're big. They've got a lot of weapons, and Class AA is wide open. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to. Uh, and be careful. There's only eight teams. They're going eight weeks. They play a full round robin. Only the top four make the playoffs. Now that means that between Hutch Tech, Lancaster, Orchard Park, Clarence, and Will North, one of them will not make the playoffs. Bennett there too. And Bennett, well, I'm going by last night. I don't know if Bennett would be in that class with the other teams. And I and Niagara Falls, that's always the question mark. Lockport's the only one that uh, you could almost write off early. Yeah. Well, Niagara Falls is going to get tested today by South Park uh, at Niagara Falls at 1 o'clock, so we'll find out there. All right, guys, let's take a break. Uh, don't forget Sports Talk Saturday uh, with Sal Capaccio's coming up next. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday is coming up next. Tom, you say something interesting during the break. This is a, a, a team that uh, could fly under the radar is Pioneer. Yeah, if you remember, that's what Dick Gallagher actually sat here and said, watch out, size of the Pioneer line had a great offseason is what he was talking about, and this was some of the offseason. We, we talked about them working out over at STA, some of these guys, but there are some big linemen that we had heard about benching uh, stuff with them, like how good their bench was. Right. Come out of the gates with a 29 nothing win. Bodes very, very well for that Pioneer team. Off to the start they're looking for to be able to compete in that division. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, you're trying to tell me that when you have offensive linemen in the weight room and, and they're getting stronger, that you can go out there and push the other team around? Yeah. Come on! I, 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 I know concept. it's tough to believe. I know it's tough to believe, but... <laughs> it's amazing would, what happens when you hit the weight room, folks. I wouldn't plan a victory parade yet, bearing in mind, uh, yesterday they played against a very young East Aurora Holland team, and also bearing in mind they are in B1, which is the same league as uh, Chicktawaga, Maryvale, Luport, Iroquois. So I wouldn't base it on a win against East Aurora. I, again, well, still, it's yeah, a good you outing. you got to come out. You have your schedule in front of you. you got to win the games that are in front of you. Give them credit because they've come out of the gates with a nice win to start off the season. And their strengths were supposed to be line play. So if they absolutely put a shutout on the board, it meant that line play did something that was out there. And if you look for their running back, running back goes for over 150 yards, which means they pounded the ball on the ground, did exactly what what, what their strength was, and they played to it. Well, Derek? like I say, I'll wait until they come against the uh, Maryvilles and Chicktawagas of the world before I uh, plan on where I'm, uh, which playoff game I'm going to in uh, Week Eight. Well, Iroquois, I mean that was that Iroquois thirty-one uh, twenty-six over Luport was a little closer than I think people expected. Closer for who? You didn't think Luport would be that good? I thought Iroquois would win by at least a two touchdowns. Iroquois, perfectly honest. Iroquois is not the same team they were built like last year. Iroquois was big, strong. I'm going to pound it down with a great running back. It's not the same team like that. It, it's they tried to, they star pointed almost. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like they're going to yeah. more of a passing type offense for what they have. They're yeah. playing to their strengths right now. Kudos to the Lancers, though. Kudos. You have to adjust your style according to the uh, players that you have. You know, if you don't have the big behemoths, you're not going to be a, a, a pound and ground team. 
So if you're quick and, and you've got uh, speed and you've got a quarterback that can throw the ball, well, you're going to spread it around a little bit more like that. Uh, Raj, how about Kurt Fisher and his debut? Yeah, we were talking about the first victory for the uh, uh, Orchard Park coach last night. Well, Kurt Fisher got his first victory last night, too. Actually, first victory at Chautauqua Lake after 210 at Maple Grove. 229. Uh, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Fisher... It was exactly Kurt Fisher, you know. I saw him at the beginning of the game. I says, Coach, I told you I'd be here for your first game at Chautauqua Lake. What do you think? He says, gee, I hope we don't disappoint. It could get ugly. I says, why is that, Coach? Well, that team out there we're playing is pretty good, you know. <laughs> Typical Kurt Fisher. He doesn't change and all that. Uh, they, uh, the quarterback for Allegheny Limestone, unfortunately, midway through the uh, first quarter, Got hit as he was throwing a pass right on the sideline. Clean hit. He sat there for a while, got up, walked off on his own power, and I think, well, he'll probably go through a concussion uh, protocol. protocol. And all of a sudden I look on the other side of the field, coming around, here comes an ambulance. <laughs> and I says, come on, he walked off on his own power, folks. What's going on here? Turns out I guess he broke this fall with his right hand. Broke his wrist. Oh, done for the season. I'm sure you know. Oh, Pretty hard off for a quarterback with a broken wrist on his throwing hand. So, uh, they had uh, their best lineman, according to their coach, or at least their best candidate for the trench, young man named Pat Walsh. Uh, he plays a linebacker on defense, offensive guard on offense. Came out in the second half, doing a Joe uh, Andreessen imitation. Uh, what do you call it? Wildcat quarterback. Mm -hmm. They were held to like 70-some yards rushing. I dare say they got most of that on that first opening drive of the third quarter. Came down down 12 nothing, made it 12-7. After that, Chautauqua Lake adjusted, and uh, they won going away. I want to give a shout to uh, uh, Nate Adams, uh, the junior defensive lineman for Chautauqua Lake, by far the best lineman on the field. But again, good uh, trip down to Chautauqua Lake. Enjoyed it. I'm looking forward next week to uh, uh, going to see Southwestern and Randolph down there, at which that will conclude all my trips down south, at least until the playoffs. Speaking of coaches making their debuts once again in the Section 6 football uh, circle, you've got uh, Charlie Comerford and Western New York Maritime Health Sciences team. They're going to go up against Canisius 1 o'clock at Stransky Complex. You'll see that Christian Value kid, who I hear is better than advertised. Uh, North Tonawanda, there's a guy named Eric Jancy. That's I've leading, heard of him. Leading yeah. the Lumberjacks out today once again uh, against Niagara-Wheatfield, 2 p.m. up there in Niagara-Wheatfield, Akron at JFK. Hopefully they cut the lawn at Wheatfield for him. <laughs> and then uh, another pretty big game, uh, two A guys going at it, Clarence and Ken West. Of course, Ken West now down in Class A, but that was a pretty good rivalry when they were both up in A. so that's at Crosby Field, 2 p.m. kickoff there. All right, guys, thank you very much. Great show as always. Derek Kramer, thank you. Uh, Sal is next with Sports Talk Saturday. We're on our way to Wingfest. We'll talk to you next week. Let's go. It's on you. Talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.